the Mom Genus Podcast. Two dental hygienists who became friends and later became moms who understand the struggles, the joys, and the self-doubt of raising kids, staying sane, and working. Listen to our regular conversations about everything except the kitchen sink. with Christine Jasmine. Enjoy the show! Welcome, Mom Jenis, to another episode of uh, the Mom Jenis podcast. This is Jasmine, and unfortunately, Christy cannot make it today, but we have an awesome guest here who I'm super excited to introduce you to. Uh, her name is Tina Modi, and uh, we welcome you. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Good, good. I, I'm really excited because uh, you are one of my UIP family. Uh, Unleashing Your Potential meets once a year, and I met Tina there in 2015. Uh, she is the past president of the New Jersey Dental Hygienist Association. She is currently the head delegate of the her New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, yeah. and she's also an office manager of a dental practice as well as a hygienist for complete dental care in Somerset, New Jersey. She's also a mom, Jenna. So there's so many things today that we can talk about. I'm really super excited to have you with us. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So let's talk, <laughs> a, talk a little bit about what got you into dental hygiene. And of course, you are a mom, Jenna. You have two beautiful children, which I've seen on Facebook. I've never met them in person, but they're absolutely beautiful, especially your Thank daughter. You. Thank um, you. So tell us a little bit, like, how did you get into dental hygiene? So when I started the dental hygiene program, I was actually, I graduated college as a chemist. My husband is a dentist, as you mentioned before. And it was for the practice, basically, that I went into the hygiene program mm -hmm. and graduated while I had two little kids. My kids were four, no, six and two when I graduated as a hygienist. What? So, going so that means you had a yeah. child doing during a little baby during hygiene school. I did two babies. <laughs> wow. So that was the hard part balancing the school aspect and the clinical aspect and keeping a family going, mm -hmm. managing the household, mm -hmm. managing the kids. So I did it for our practice and he did help me through my journey for school and it was very very beneficial having a husband dentist to get me through yeah that's awesome that's awesome my husband is an electrician <laughs> so I, I do appreciate what he has to offer too but he he's you know a whole different uh spectrum there <laughs> I, yeah sometimes we do butt heads though yes married to somebody and working with that someone it's got to be tough Definitely. sometimes you know it is it is it's not easy yeah. But luckily, he works out of the office most of the time, so I'm in the practice more than he is. Awesome. That's so cool. So that so, makes yeah, it does. It does. It does. So you, um, so how did you get involved working with the association? Like, when did that happen for you? Because your children were so young when you went through dental hygiene school. I actually got involved with the association. I started going to our state conferences yearly, and I just felt I needed something for myself. Um, my husband was part of the dental society. 
and he was just you know trying to do things to better his association and I felt I needed to do something for my profession so I went to the state conferences and I was very active in my component I started out as recording secretary um, it gave me some busy work to do at home and just something um, away from clinical hygiene, away from the office and away from the kids. So going to the meetings, doing the recording secretary aspect, and then I just went into the president role and then moved into the state aspect two years later. Wow. So it was all just for me and personal betterment that I got involved. And you feel that you found that? I do because I get rec- um, it's not even about recognition it's about helping our career advance our profession advance mm-hmm. and you know it's paying back for what all our seniors have done for us so it's something we can do for people who are following in our footsteps in our profession that's true you know every decision that we do make for our profession is really laying the groundwork for the future for right. the future dental hygiene um, hygienists that are going to you know graduate and you know, I, I've realized this last past Advocacy Day how much work goes into, I don't know why, it just all of a sudden clicked as I thought about some of the seasoned hygienists who devote so many hours and time into shaping uh, our scope of our, practice. It's a lot of work and a lot of commitment. Yeah, it is, it is. And you, you're moving forward. I mean, as past president and now your head delegate, that's a lot of work. So. Yeah. Uh, for listeners who are not involved um, with the ADHA, uh, annually at the annual conference, they have the House of Delegates, and within that, they make decisions uh, based on our profession and how ADHA represents us on a national level. And uh, it's it's a lot of work to help facilitate that for your state, and that's what Tina's doing. Um, getting that all together and getting everyone prepared to have an impact on making decisions for our national organization. So I commend you for that, Tina. I really do. Thank you. So let's let's talk a little bit about you as an office manager because I've ever actually had a sit down, especially with a wife of a dentist and uh, one that is an office manager. And I I hear both both ends of the spectrum of where the office manager's wife is wonderful and then the office manager's office manager doesn't fully understand what the needs are of the hygienist but what's awesome is that you are a hygienist but I think for most dental hygienists especially when they graduate they don't understand the concept of owning a business being an entrepreneur is difficult not easy it is difficult Um, Just how to take the office and make it function and have everybody click together is a huge task in itself because sometimes it's, it's, it's always so many different personalities coming together in one office and usually it's a lot of females that come together. So having everybody work together as a uniform team is one of the toughest parts and keeping everybody happy with the schedule, like the doctor being happy keeping it filled, making, you know, just every aspect of the office working. It's not an easy role to be in. So what do you do to help prepare for that role? Is there anything specific that you may do or training that you receive to kind of help aid you in moving towards, you know, leadership or being an, an administrator, basically? Well, the, so, well, being a leader with the association kind of helps with being a leader at the office. Um, it's all about working together as a team. 
you can't have anybody feel above somebody else or below somebody else. You know, it, everybody works together as a team and everybody is at the same level. Everybody has their own function. So it's never about putting somebody down. It's always bringing somebody's confidence up in the office, just like you do with the professional organizations where you work together, you network, you do teamwork to make the association tick. Same thing we have to do at the office, work together as a team. That's my motto. It's teamwork. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you, how, have you guys done like any special training to help with the office and understanding um, that although, you know, our primary care, the transition from student to private practice is difficult. Number one, because when you're in school, Mm -hmm. you're totally focused on providing treatment based on the the needs and and that is something that's still a priority sometimes when you go into private practice but the aspect of the business and insurance and understanding that we can't always make the decision um, based on the patient's needs we have to take a look at everything else in that in that decision how do you prepare your employees to handle that transition I think everybody has their own role like that and I don't norm I don't normally get them ready. They're usually pretty good, but if they have a problem they just come to me and they ask me or they ask my husband, the doctor, um, how to make it work. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times they're they're pretty good in getting things taken care of. So everybody kind of functions in their own little area of what they're supposed to do. Well, that's good. We're a small practice, so nobody really steps on anybody's toes. Mm -hmm. I think it's more with corporate, where you have more issues with this one did that and that one did that, or they don't know how to handle a situation. But in a small office of like one or two doctors and just a hygienist working at a specific time or a specific day, everybody just does their thing. And they kind of make Mm. it work. I Yes. I've seen both, though. I've seen both. (laughs) You're very blessed. (laughs) Yeah, we have a good we have a good setup in the office where everybody just has to do what they have to do. They mm-hmm. make it work and they make it function. So, coming in an office manager role, have you met any of the stereotypical um, situations that people label dental hygienists to be, or have you dealt with people assuming that you, as the office manager, and also being having a personal relationship with the the office? Do you find yourself being introduced with any of those stereotypes or assumptions by others? Well, the funny thing is a lot of the patients, when I started out in the office, they didn't even know I was married to the owner doctor. They they thought I was just an employee there. So it kind of worked well. Good. Um, the past couple of years, have they come to learn that I'm married to the doctor? Otherwise, we kept it in. So that worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I've actually taken on managing at the office in the past two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was just functioning as a hygienist. And I would just do my job and not, like, overstep my boundaries. And, yeah. And the pa- the patients just recently, within the past two or three years, learned that I was his wife. But a lot of, yeah, even a lot of the employees, <laughs> they think I am the wife, so I'm the queen bee yeah so but then they got to learn my personality and it became easier to work with instead of um them being scared or apprehensive of me yeah that's awesome that is so awesome <laughs> i want to come and work there 
<laughs> yeah, it's a pretty quiet, <laughs> lay low office. It's nothing, um, you know, over the top. We're, we work as a family, which is very important. That's so good. So what do you and like with all... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, we try to keep it that way, just as a family um, practice, which is what we set it up as, and we keep that environment as a family practice. Yeah, so what are your, like, just thinking about what you've experienced so far in your career, and I know that, you know, you have one one college student, mm-hmm. um, one of your children is a college student right now, and your other's in third year of high school, junior. What are some of your goals for the future? Um, you know, you've you started you've collecting all these tools as you progress in your profession, and you're heading towards a transition in your life now, which is both children will be out the house soon. So, what I are some of your plans? What are your goals? What are my goals? Well, I keep telling my husband these days that we do need to sell the practice, mm-hmm. um, and I would actually like to take a totally different route and go into corporate hygiene and work as a field rep. Wow! Yeah, so I want to take a total like turn. It's like a curveball, but he he knows. Um, only reason I can't even apply right now for a position in some company is because number one, she's at home, and I don't want to leave her. My daughter, um, when she goes to college, I can start broadening my horizons. Mm-hmm. And second, I don't think he's 100% ready to sell the practice. Yeah. And I need to be yeah. there in the practice. Yeah. You guys are both very young. Still young. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we may look it, but our age, our birth certificate doesn't show it. <laughs> I had my kids young, and that oh, helps okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. I did too. So... By the time my oldest is 18, I will be 42. Nice. So I'm going to be a hot stuff walking around here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. I'm I'm coming up on 45. Yeah, you look great. I'm going to still be getting my groove on. So (laughs) I'm going to be, me and my husband are going to be having a good old time. (laughs) You work hard for it. You have to. Every day a battle to keep a relationship alive yes. when you're working and especially with us being in the same office part of the time it's hard not to bring work home yeah definitely you know I um, have been just recently thinking about that keeping relationships alive because I'm just meeting so many people who you know they put in their best effort and their marriages are, aren't surviving and I you know realize that hey, we have to make it a priority keeping that relationship the same relationship that we had prior to children alive um we just went this past weekend to a movie theaters where they actually serve you food have you ever been to something like that yeah the dining oh, yes it is so nice it is nice <laughs> oh my gosh it was so nice i felt like i felt like a real grown-up <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is great. It's like 21 and over. But anywho, um, it was just nice being able to spend that time with, with my husband. And I know that once our kids are, are, are grown and they're out the house, you know, it's just going to be us. And we have to keep that relationship going and make mm-hmm. it a priority. Yeah, for the first time last year, we took a vacation together without kids. And that was interesting because we had no idea what to talk about with each other besides the office. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's it's. I'm sure it's like that initially, but then all of a sudden you just kick back into gear, you know, 
with um, no, Lovey Dovey Time. No. no, we actually no. Oh boy, so yeah, um, it's hard being in the same profession. Yeah, you guys got to get some more time, more vacations every year, once a year. <laughs> right now, it's just dedication behind the kids, the office, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, once she's off to college, we can learn to vacation together and have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> my husband and I are going on our first vacation together. Um, mini, like, slash vacation with Smiles at Sea, which is coming up in April. Okay. And my, I twisted my sister's arm to come and watch the kids for me. She's a single parent. I mean, not a single parent. I'm sorry. She's single living in New York City. So it's like, you know, now she's going to have to spend a couple of days with her nieces. And that it would be nice, yeah. And we're 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 excited. We're going on that together. We can't wait. I um I'm just want to eat tons of food <laughs> and par- party, have a good time, you know, dance. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. And you need it. to. That's the way we um office corporate entrepreneurs have to let loose is you have to let your guard down once in a while and enjoy life. Yes, yes. So I told my, and husband, my husband Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say my husband does the same thing right now. He is the director at that program at JFK of mm-hmm. the residence and with the private office. Mm-hmm. And he does dance on the weekend and that's his outlet. Oh, wow. And I think, yeah, I think that helps to keep his mind fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any, like, I'm just more focused on the kids and the kids are my, like, passion and you know, all the time, that's not a good thing. So you have to find something for yourself because we do tend to lose ourselves when we don't focus on us. But, um, yeah, he does the dance thing and that, and let loose. Let loose is very important to staying young and staying fresh. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and what... that keeps the drive going for our profession. Exactly. Exactly. You definitely have the creative juices still, well, will definitely be flowing a lot more easily when you do take that he time. Has mm-hmm. He has them. <laughs> so what kind of dancing is he doing he does the bollywood get out of here yeah he loves it it's his like passion it's a hobby do you ever go with him no <laughs> oh my goodness tina now you know i can't dance for my life so what <laughs> no i scare everybody away they'd be like get off the dance floor tina get out of here <laughs> tina you should go I only dance when I have that one drink and I become a little bit happy and buzzed and then I can get on the dance floor and dance. I can't do that <laughs> before a dance class. Um, I think you are, you've got to try it at least once. You've got to try it at least once. Come on. I just posted an article about 37 things that you don't want to regret before you pass. You've got to try it at least once. Dance class? Yeah. I actually did try a dance class and I kind of like, hate it having the commitment of having to go every week okay um so i actually tried ballroom dancing not the bollywood hip-hop um maybe if i had stuck it out a little longer i would have found a group of friends to hang out with and kind of um expanded my friend circle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus being kind of like quiet and at home yeah i like that sometimes quiet at home side because just being in the office all the time and working and being around patients, it's nice just sitting home and kicking back okay. and watching TV. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I would have to join your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Bollywood hip-hop? Bollywood hip-hop, yeah. I'll be teaches. the first one there. <laughs> okay, I'll tell him you're coming to his Sunday class this weekend. 
I would be the first. I'm one of those annoying people that when you're working out and you know you're, I like to do like the Zumba classes, and you okay. ever hear someone going "woo"? <laughs> That's you. Woo! Yeah. I'm the one in the back line, like going, "Okay, I don't want to see myself in the mirror." Oh no, no, I, I have to be there first to get see myself in the mirror, and I'm like, "Pop, pop, pop, <laughs> pop, pop, pop it, pop it, pop it." <laughs> I need to hang out with you more often. I have to move to Maryland from New Jersey. Oh, no, no. I'll move up north. I'm, I'm trying to get out of Maryland. <laughs> really? Jersey's not that elegant or glamorous, rather. Well, I've been trying to move out of Maryland for like 15 years. That's as long as I've been here. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I want to get out of New Jersey and go somewhere warm. I can't take this cold. Oh, I miss that. I miss the cold. I do. I really do. I miss the milder summers although it, it used to get hot and stuff like that but I I I, I guess I'm just a northerner I love being a northerner and I'm here in Maryland I've got some great opportunities with Maryland I've grown as a as an adult here in Maryland but I wouldn't mind like just experiencing life in another state but I'm not going anywhere because hubby said you know we're staying put so cool yeah. come to district two Di- oh because I've got some peeps in District 2. Yes, you do. I've got some <laughs> got peeps. Some <laughs> got some party animals over here. I'll hook you up with the Bollywood dancing. Oh, I would break. <laughs> I seriously would break it down. Like, as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to look that up on YouTube because I'm trying to avoid doing some work that I must do. So I'm just going to go on YouTube and type in Bollywood hip hop and I'm break it down. I'm going to send you one of his videos. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Send me a video. <laughs> oh, he'll be so happy that I'm sending his videos. <laughs> Because I totally detach myself from his dancing. You've got to, oh man, you need to go more. Just just maybe once a month. It's a great way to connect. It's good for you and hubby. You know what it is? I, I want my own thing because with the office, just being there and working together, I don't want to have another activity that we're doing together. Oh, I see. Um, As bad as that sounds. <laughs> I know you're trying, <laughs> like the connection aspect is very important, but I need something for me and if I were to go to his classes, I would I would feel like I'm in I'm in his space in his world, and sometimes worlds do need to separate. Mm-hmm. So I've actually thought if I do take dance classes, I would take in a totally different school. I wouldn't go to the same one as him. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe in another couple months, maybe in September, I'll think about joining something. So Christy normally calls me a gotta have a, and what that means is I gotta have a I gotta have my man. <laughs> And like every second, I want to be with my husband. And that's only because we, you know, we don't get a chance to interact. He leaves very early in the morning for work. And we talk a lot on the phone, but just like one-on-one, we only have the weekends. And so I am a gotta have a, and I'm proud of it. I gotta have my man (laughs) in front of my face. (laughs) I do too, but then I need that space for myself too to kind of um take a deep breath and look at my whole picture and do something and that's where working with the association gives me my time yeah because it's um something that separates me from our practice and just with him and it gives me my own identity because you know being president of njd njdha of new jersey like um for new jersey it's given me an identity. It's given me somebody as to who I am. It's given me that role that my kids can follow and say, hey, mom did something leadership. So it gives them that thrive that, okay, and that passion that let's do something that's putting us in the leadership role and not right. just taking a back seat. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I think that's what got me getting involved. I got involved, started getting involved in 2012. My daughter was a year because at that point, you know, I wasn't really doing much and I needed something on my own. So exactly. I had a small road, uh, role with the state level as membership co-chair and it was a way to kind of start getting myself back and I feel like as the years are progressing I'm starting to do that more and with Beyond the Profi and having Mom Genist it's been really great so I have something that's my own and it's something I've created too which feels awesome and it's very commendable what you've done oh thank you so much it's in the beginning stages so I just can't wait to see how it grows you know and for me in for me, what's most important is um, being patient as it's growing. Mm-hmm. It's ingenious. Patient. I mean, I would have never have thought of, like, let me create a Facebook blog for a hygienist, for mom genist, and created that place for us mom hygienists to just come out and vent. And other hygienists can um, feel what you're feeling or what the one in California is feeling, you know? Because yeah. we don't always get a chance to, like, see what's out there it's just we're very sheltered and it allows us to leave that sheltered space and vent yeah I agree you know what I found no matter what culture we are where we brought up we're very diverse but we're yet we're so connected Mm -hmm. in every way I, I hear so many of the same things that I think in my mind from other moms and I'm like wow we really are you know, meant to support one another and everything and everything yep. that we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have a question for you, maybe a little weird, but do you do you participate with the holy? Yeah, I actually have some pictures. I'll put it on Mom Genist and Mom Genist page for you. We actually I actually went to a celebration just on Sunday. It okay. was a holy party at a banquet hall and it was so much fun. Wow. <laughs> we we were putting colors on everybody and just saying happy holy running around with colors and just sprinkling it on everybody. It was so much fun. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I used to see that in New York a lot. <laughs> and I just saw um oh my I think her name is Priyanka. She's so beautiful. Chopra? Yes. Okay. You oh saw gosh. her? I saw her. No, no, no. Not in person. Um okay. on Jimmy Fallon's show and she brought okay. the paint. And I, f- and I forgot, like, it's around this time of the year. Because in New York, yeah. it would it's a huge deal. Because you have, like, s- segments of different cities that are that are different cultures. And you mm-hmm. would see it all up and down the street. All up and down the street. All the colors and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. So I was wondering if you participated in that also. Oh, I do participate in all that fun stuff. <laughs> I can't wait for all these fun holidays to pop up because it's a chance to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It gives me a chance to eat my sweet, which I absolutely am in love with. Oh, my gosh. So for listeners, can you tell people what holy is? Holy is just, um, I actually don't know the religious aspect of it. It's just a a festival festival of colors where we celebrate for one of the goddesses. Ah, okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know entire detail of it I wish I had learned but I'm so, so non-religious it's unbelievable I just like <laughs> going to all the religious activities for fun and meeting people <laughs> awesome so what kind of foods are you guys like traditional foods that you'll be eating mm, 
it's typical like Punjabi food, like the North Indian. When we go to the parties, um, the typical drink of Holi is called bhang, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit like I think they make it with some sort of pot. I think they put pot in it so everybody's high. Oh my god! With the party, yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. My mother-in-law, when she was coming from India, she came around holy time. And she was in Mumbai and they were celebrating. And she drank some of that bhang, it's called, B-H-A-N-G. And it made her high and loopy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She had a little bit too much. (laughs) Oh, righty then. Yeah, my (laughs) mother-in-law. Mother of three three little ones on her hand and she's drinking bhang. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be sure not to take that <laughs> if I'm off. I had. <laughs> I don't think they do it in this country. Okay. Um, we make kandai, which is another type of drink. It's very heavy, but it's very very good. Mm. So I had like three glasses of that on Sunday. You know, I didn't I'm... eat. I drank the okay. kandai. You don't no eat, booze. You drink no booze. I drank. Yeah, okay. it was a liquid diet. At the party for me. Okay, okay. So I am like in a mood for some roti right now. Because I make it at home. Oh, I'm jealous. I actually have to go drive a distance to get some dalpuri roti. <laughs> and I, I miss it. I miss it because in New York you get all those different all those different delicious meals, all of them. They're just yeah, right there. I I make it. <laughs> I make the dal, I make the roti, I you know, I and when we make it, we make it fresh. So when my husband eats them, he eats about eight or nine at a time. So it's like hand rolling and then cooking it on the flame. And each one as I make it, he eats it. So I make it right then and there. You're killing me. As he's eating it. (laughs) I love getting the roti and like dipping it. Like I don't even need to have meat. Just dipping it in some sort of curry sauce. And then Mm -hmm. just letting it, just eating it. Oh, I could just eat it all day. And then have a little beer with it. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> I can send you some bong. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. <will> be even <laughs> no, thank you. Um but I do appreciate it. I appreciate your culture no and the bongs. <laughs> Roti is good. I'll have curry goat. Well, that's Jamaican. Um Actually, they make goat curry, North Indians. Oh, really? Yeah, the party we were at on Sunday, they actually had a goat curry. I don't eat it. I don't eat red, any meat red. Um, mm. Just chicken. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we eat it. They eat lamb, they eat goat, fish, whatever you want. I love it. I love it. Man, you're making me so hungry right now. I'm so mad that it's like snowy, sleety mess outside right now. Because I would totally go hit so- the Caribbean spot and get some food. <laughs> So when we come, to, when I come to ADHA, I'll have to pack you some homemade roti and bring it for you. Altina, I will love you forever and ever. Our, our roti is actually very different from the one I think that you're thinking. Ours is very thin. I make, like, I hand roll it out and it's super thin. It's like paper. So the one that I get is from Trinidadian Indians. They make it with, yeah, and they make it with all-purpose flour, the white. We use whole wheat. Oh, so it's darker in color. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Still just as good. Yes. I would love but some. But healthier. I'll, I'll pack for you. Oh my gosh, Tina. <laughs> In my luggage, I'll bring you roti. I'm salivating <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's how bad I want it. Okay, so we, we, we make our episodes short. We have hit our time. Where could listeners reach you if they want to reach out and connect with you? 
Where can they reach the you? The best, best way is through email. Mm-hmm. Um, I check my emails frequently, or they can call or Facebook. Awesome. So we'll put the links in our in our show notes. And okay. Tina, I really appreciate you coming along and, and talking with me today. I love having you on here. We we'll definitely oh, have you, you back. It's always a pleasure being with you. Sending you a hug, <laughs> virtual hug. <laughs> it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Like us on Facebook. See you next time.